Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Two Dimes and a Token, where I am one of your hosts, Brock Nasty. Um, thank you so much for joining us and in this episode. Man, you guys are in for a real treat. We got to sit down with the man, the myth himself, the man G. Garrett Hargis from Bustin' with the Boys, uh, producer, merch designer, pretty much trick of all trades when it comes to this, uh, when it comes to his position. But before we get into the episode, I want to make sure we let you guys know that this podcast is sponsored by the one, the only Death Grip Wax. You can see it right above my head here. Uh, Death Grip Wax is a leading edge company when it comes to your facial hair needs. They have the best mustache wax in the game. We went to the uh, 2020, blah, 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 the 2023 uh, Beard and Mustache Championships where they were unanimous across the board in every single mustache uh, category as almost first, second, and third place. Um, right here, whenever you order, they give you a fantastic little go bag. They have these awesome little kits that you can have, right? Comes with a little little pick in there so you can design it any which way you want. Um, and not to mention, they are one of the most affordable products out there for your mustache needs as well. Um, so if you wanna take your beard and mustache from a six to a 10, Death Grip Wax is the place to go. Um, so what you can do right now is go to deathgripwax.com or you can hit the links in our bio where you can shop Death Grip Wax materials and you can use the promo code two dimes and a token, all caps, to get 20% off your entire purchase. So be sure to go check that out today. Death Grip Wax makes you sexy. So in this particular episode, guys, uh, we got the story of Garrett Hargis. Uh, amazing dude. I, I can't say how awesome enough it was to have a chance to sit down and just chat with him and and really kind of figure out his vibe and get his you know his insights and, and things like that and we we kind of got into a little bit of a deep part of the episode um really really great and um we went across his entire journey you know going from high school going to Marcel College transferring to Alabama um troubled adventures going back home then coming back to Alabama lots of different things um, and it meshes well with obviously uh, Jack's story as we got Jack earlier in the year. Um, but just a great overall episode. The content is off the charts. And I, I can't say this enough, man. Garrett is the man. He is the man. He was very, very cool. He was super open. He was super nice, man. Um, and like I said, can't say enough. Um, before going any further, though. We got to let you know, one thing is, we are an up-and-coming podcast, right? Up-and-coming podcast when we're small. We kind of tweak some things here and there. So we want to let you guys know ahead of time before you get into the video content if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, we unfortunately did have a technical error for our wide-view camera. So it isn't of the best quality, unfortunately, which was I fucked up, all right? So don't blame me. Well, blame me. Um, but we want to let you guys know this is uh, we figured out what the issue was started realizing it in the last couple of episodes we've had a similar issue and we finally were able to fix it and isolate it so um, our episode with Garrett um, and our episode which will be coming out next week with JP um, do have it it's uh, it's a little fuzzy as far as the uh, wide view however please work with us trust us we are coming up and we are dedicated to make sure we provide the most elite quality content when it comes to the actual technical part of this um, but the content itself with our guests is absolutely off the charts so please give us a pass as far as wide viewing this we love you guys we appreciate you guys 
please whenever you get a chance go into the youtube and every other platform hit the subscribe or follow button we love you we can only keep going further with your help so please 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 go hit the subscribe button and then before you finish or if you do finish the podcast whether you're on spotify or anywhere else go to youtube and drop a comment in please hit the like and then hit the comments right but we want a specific comment we want to know what your spice of the week is um spice of the week is something that we want to start a community with we want to bring you guys into the conversation we want to be we want to be able to share some positive shit a lot of negative in the world man and we really want to bring that up so let us drop a comment spice of the week put it in there make things fucking positive community that's what we're trying to build so um, without further ado and not wasting any more of your time seeing my face please enjoy mr garrett hargis Pull this out. Here we are. We've made it. Garrett. Yes, sir. Right here, man. Thank you so much for coming on. We've had an awesome conversation before the podcast. Yeah. Which probably should have had on the podcast it's as well. It's all good. It's great content. Dude. Yeah. Tell us, man, what is our drink of the pod? Drink of the pod is just an iced coffee. Nothing in it. Um, Just a little pick-me-up, you know? Yeah. Sometimes there's a good chance if I finish this, I will... You'll have to like stop me from talking because it will like sometimes coffee just gets me. I feel you. But there's some days where I can't get enough of it. So it's it's kind of weird, but I'm with you, bro. See, I have I have a, a really it's kind of it's probably an issue. It's probably something I should get checked out. Like your boy can run through probably three or four of those in a single day and just doesn't stop. And then next thing you know, you get to like nine o'clock and you're like, bro, I'm fucking ready. Yeah. Why can't I go to sleep? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It gets a little wild. Exactly. So again, man, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you so much, dude. Um, And obviously want to get your journey, dude. Want to figure out the story of the great G. Right. So um, tell us, where'd you grow up, man? I'm from here. Um, Went to high school in Brentwood. So I was born. Let's back it up before that. Born in uh, Nashville, grew up in Mount Juliet. Uh, my dad lived in Mount Juliet. My mom lived in Hendersonville. So I was back and forth through there. And then by the time I would, was going into middle school, we moved to Brentwood. Um, so did fifth grade in Brentwood. My dad lived there. My mom was still in Hendersonville. Then mom moved down and did middle school through high school in Brentwood. Um, so that's like most of my memories are from Brentwood. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. So. I, from what I remember, like uh, you and Jack were tight early. Yeah, Where very you- tight early. Um, Jack and I met when I can't remember. So it was when I started driving because we played lacrosse together and he lived uh, in a neighborhood near me. So driving home, I would drop him off yeah. on the way home. Um, so, yeah, Jack and I have known each other for forever it feels like yeah Yeah. dude what was it like because you did high school in nashville yep what was it like high school in nashville bro because this is kind of a wild town a little bit but at the same time like we've come here obviously a lot yeah and we were talking this morning we were like yo i'm buying a house here yeah nashville i mean brentwood's like 20 minutes south of nashville so high school there is jack kind of put it the best way it's a bubble of like you know 
country clubs and <laughs> you know but you definitely yeah. got your you know your salt of the earth people uh it, it, it's interesting i mean i have a lot of good friends i'm very lucky to have a ton of friends uh from high school a bunch of different groups you know most of my friend group played football and basketball so i had all my friends on the lacrosse team and on the golf team so it was kind of nice having you know friend group here friend group here friend group here because you know like high school can be super clicky oh yeah and dude. so getting the chance to be the middleman of all the other groups is like kind oh, of a fun dude. feeling. So I, I call it, I call it a network guy, right? And yeah. As a matter of fact, I heard you say that. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I was a network kid. So like I had the same thing, like as a matter of one point in time, like, dude, I, I had a girlfriend that was a cheerleader. I had, a, I had a girlfriend that was like in, in that little emo click. Oh yeah. And you just get friends and everywhere. And you're just like, when you're just fucking nice to everybody makes me, makes me sound like a little bit of a, a pussy, but no, it's not at all. It's just being like, <laughs> A good dude and yeah, not falling just, victim to like high school, like bully clicky shit. Exactly. So <laughs> I, one thing that was actually cool as shit was we had a Dean. Her name was Miss J. So like whenever I was around and there was always like, I don't know why, but where, where I grew up and where I went to high school, there was a lot of that. Like, I don't know, like kids thought it was super cool to gangbang and they were dumb as shit, to be honest. But um, we did not have any of that in Brentwood. <laughs> 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 Make it sound like I grew up in Compton. Uh, no, dude, but like I was like that gigantic bear, dude. Because I mean, when I was when I was a senior, dude, I was like what two seventy five, six two. I was like the biggest kid in school. So Miss J was like five foot tall. So guys would get in a fight, and you'd see me like, no, what are you guys? Doing? Yeah, just like come on. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. So, but yeah, dude, no, I get that. That's honestly, that was, that's a really cool feeling when you can, you can really like go throughout the whole thing and you just like, what up, what up, what up? So, right. I feel you. Yeah. I thought I knew a ton of people and I've know I've talked about this with our friends before, but at our high school graduation, I was like, I'm going to know everyone that walks across that stage. Half. <laughs> I knew half the people, Yeah. which like kind of sucks because you're like damn i thought i like really knew a ton of people yeah. but it's just i mean our graduating class was probably like 425 people jesus that's a lot yeah so i'm gonna give myself a little credit yeah. but <laughs> listen i'm still pretty awesome <laughs> yeah i mean people were walking across it was like you kidding me like yeah who the fuck are you? yeah how have i not <laughs> so what happens after high school man where do you where do you go to school so in high school uh i kind of said a little bit about it but i played golf and lacrosse and Coming down to my, like, junior year, I was like, damn, like, where do I want to go to school? Like, I don't even know what I want to do. I was like, lacrosse is pretty cool. No, there's not, like, a huge future in that, at, like, at all until as of late. But I was like, well, I'll just stick with lacrosse and see if that can help me get to school. Senior year, um, was lucky enough to get a scholarship offer from Mars Hill College. Uh, it's like 20 minutes north of Asheville, North Carolina. Um, you can blink and miss it. Like it is tiny. Um, yeah. So that's what I did for my freshman year. It was it was a good experience. Um, there are times that I think like, man, should I have stuck it out? Because I transferred after my freshman year and went to Alabama. And ended up having a great time. Like I don't like, regret those decisions of leaving. But there are times where I'm like, I should have just played. Like, yeah, you know, that's why I went. But quickly found out, like, I'm kind of over this shit. Like, <laughs> summers of lacrosse, school lacrosse, like, 
I kind of got burned out quick, but you know, it was, it's a, it's a lot of fun. No, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Cause when you get in that grind and that's why I, I love, I love what Mitch said too. When he's like, dude, it's just the love of football, the love of football. But and I just didn't have it as deep as that. And that's the other thing too, is like, imagine you in that realm, especially when it comes to football, like even the years that he went to school. Well, actually that's when it started to be honest. Cause he's, a, I forget. He's a lot younger. You guys are a lot younger than me. I'm old as fuck. Mitch is but, four years younger than me. Yeah. See? Which like is crazy to that's think. That's what I'm saying. So like when he was coming up, like there's a lot of D3 guys that are getting looks and that type of stuff. But when it comes to the lacrosse game, like where am I going to go? Like imagine yeah. if I am voted like, you know, an all American, like where is there a league that I can play in where I can really like bank? You yeah, know? exactly. And, there's, I mean, at the time, no, yeah. like just no. Um, now there are more opportunities for guys with the new league and them expanding to having home cities and stuff. Cause my little brother is in his senior year and he stuck it out all four years. He's playing lacrosse. Um, so shout out him. What up dog? And then, uh, so he's on his senior year and it's cool to see him stick it out. Cause it's equally as small of a school. Yeah. Um, and so I like, we, we've never really talked about it. I'm like, dude, like weirdly enough, you could like try out for teams now. Like yeah. there is like at least a summer gig playing. Yeah. But no, I mean, it's definitely one of those sports that just, it's not there yet. I feel you. No, I agree with you. So you go to Alabama. Hence, by the way, when is the, cause this is going to come out in a couple of weeks, but when is the Alabama? It's on the first. Okay. So I thought, yeah. I thought. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm going to get into that yeah. a little bit. Okay. So, um, but, so, like, you go to Alabama, you have blast of a time. You're like, dude, greatest decision ever. Like, what year did you graduate? 2016. 2016. What, and what, what was your major? Uh, my major was telecommunication and film, which is not even a major there anymore. It's now <laughs> creative journalism and something. So, yeah. it's actually probably more focused on, like, social media stuff. Like, actual things that are more up-to-date. Because mine was still, like, live broadcasting. And I like that a lot, but it wasn't super focused on, like, you know, the new wave yeah. of media. So what happens after you get out of there? Like, do you dive into a job or is there some other things that you go and do? Like, what's that look like? So I got home. Uh, there's a story before that, but I'll save it for the end for the okay for the segment. See that? Yeah. Um, some dedicated watchers here. So I graduate, move back to Nashville and freelance work for a little while. And I have a job at a store in 12 South called White's Mercantile. Um, started out just like moving the boxes, unboxing everything. Yeah. Basically having it ready for them to put on the shelves. Like it was just a, it was no disrespect, the easiest job I've ever had <laughs> in my life. It's like working at Dollar General. Kind of yeah yeah but in 12 south so like a popular area and there's always new people so that was what i like the most is interacting with people every day that are here traveling they're asking where should we go i'm from here so it felt easy like again it was incredibly easy and they were paying pretty well yeah. so i was like i'm gonna do this <laughs> yeah it was i had to work on the weekend sometimes but again it was just like it felt like a hangout yeah so it wasn't that bad did that for a while, uh, freelanced, and then Jack kind of alluded to it. We worked for a magician, 
which was it sounds hilarious when yeah, i say it, does, it. Dude. <laughs> it's like it's so wild but one of our boys um was his tour like day-to-day tour manager and was kind of like hey we need some help on the road um are you guys interested and I was like, yeah i mean this is more experience for me with a camera in my hand um you know learning what it's like being on the road and all that stuff so that was it was cool the magician part i was like yeah whatever like magic's tight <laughs> um, <laughs> magic's tight <laughs> but so we did that for a while as jack said there was a little falling out um but i mean it was i'm grateful for the experience i mean i learned a lot especially just you know working with someone who is talent and kind of understanding like what do you need me to do like i'll do it kind of being in the back seat um so after that i let's see what did i do after that that's a good question freelanced a lot like a ton of freelance work and so and this is all like video and production freelance work yes um and so then i guess the next spot would be i worked at this place called tackle well i guess right before that was the trip that jack and i did to new york for yeah. the record store yeah move that up there and i was supposed to be the one staying and i got a job from this company called tackle and so i was like i'm not gonna move to new york like if i got a job in nashville like i'll just work here and so that's when Jack got the opportunity to go and do that. Um, and then if you want to hear that story, go listen to Jack's episode. Um, so I worked at this company called Tackle, which is basically like a task rabbit type thing. So I was on the you know other side when you send the request in, facilitating where it needs to go, finding a you know a worker to go do the job. That sucked. Like <laughs> sitting at a computer in an office was terrible. Yeah, and I was twenty three. 20 yeah 23 maybe at the time and it was just like what am i Dude, that doing is, that is terrible like i you said mitch even said it when he was at nascar yes but it's like 100 percent the bro, same thing it is it's fucking horrible i'll tell you that right now because that's one thing i've i never had a job like that but i knew instantly when i got done i was like bro i can't sit down no like it's terrible yeah so i worked there for a while one of my buddies worked there um he had also ended up being one of my roommates. And so then we're working there and one random day we get an email that's like, Hey, everyone go home. It's COVID. Oh, fuck. in my head, I'm like, fuck yes. Like, <laughs> I've been here for 30 minutes. And I'm about yeah. to get to go home. Hell yeah. Like, this is awesome. I just saw everyone kind of meet up in the middle. Like what's going to happen? Cause this company was not even a year old. So in my head, I'm thinking, the whole concept of this job is having a stranger come to your house. That's not going to work during COVID. So then I'm sitting at home, kind of like, well, shit, what do we do? Everyone's trying to figure out what's going on. I mean, COVID is like easily going to be the craziest thing I think we've lived through. It was just such a mind, like, fuck. It was, man. Like, it was. My, it's so weird. It's, it, it was weird, man, because my experience, too, when, when that started, um dude i was in florida so honestly half the chilling people, yeah half the people in, <laughs> yeah half the people in florida didn't even they were like oh, fuck fuck that like they were like no let's still cook out and all that yeah but so it was dude that was uh <laughs> it's crazy to be honest because we had a certain point in time where we ended up on july 4th we got married in the middle of covid 
right? And we had like we had like fifty people in my Let's backyard. Go. Let's right? Go. And then you see like you turn on the news, um, and they would be like, Yeah, nobody can be talking to anybody. And there's like forty of us like, What's up? Yeah. <laughs> we're we're locked down together yeah, now. Bro. Yeah, so that was really weird. Sitting at home during COVID. Um then it was very shortly after that. I messaged Will on Twitter and then it was just kind of like, Hey, this is the stuff that I'm interested in doing. I don't know if you guys have a need for it at all. Uh, just wanted to put it out there because on the drive to New York with Jack for that record store, he was like playing podcasts in the truck, like help pass the time. And I was like, this is kind of cool. Like I'd never listened to podcasts before that. So I was like, this is a cool concept. Um, you know, you know, of like Joe Rogan, that's about it. We were listening to Armchair Expert at the time with Dak Shepard, which is like one of my favorite shows because we talked about it before. Like, there's like a locker room vibe, and he kind of has like a different version of it because he can be buddy buddy, but then they talk about like real stuff, and he talks to like experts on you know like anything. So he's very intelligent. Um, so we're listening to that, and I get home, and my mind's just kind of like, what is this podcast space? Like, what is this world? Um, it seems like a good mix of creative production, video editing, you know, photos here and there. And they're talking about sports. Like that's a comfortable area. I feel like I can be in. So I message Will and Will responds and he's like, "Yay, what's going on, man? Blah, blah, blah. Do you want to get coffee? And it just so happened the day we picked coffee was the morning after the tornadoes came through Nashville. So in my head, I'm like, probably gonna have to reschedule which is fine like east nashville where i live like right down the street actually from where we are kind of got destroyed so it was like i don't even know if i can get to your side of town right now well it was like well if you can make it like let me know and i was like i don't think you're hearing me <laughs> there was a tornado last yeah, night yeah like there's houses in the middle of the road in the road and like there's power like there is shit going down over here and he was like oh okay like again let me know if you can make it I was like, God damn. So we we get over there and sit with Will at this coffee shop and just kind of talk back and forth. I was incredibly nervous, but also had like a weird confidence too. Um, just kind of like, hey, this is what I do. Again, if y'all have a need for it, like I would love to be that guy. Um, luckily, they were in a transition from a production company they were working with. And... I just started coming around doing video work here and there. Um, Again, it was COVID. So like a lot of the stuff they were doing, unfortunately, at the time was Zoom. And so there was not much for me to do. I would make random graphic memes here and there, which during COVID, I taught myself how to do graphic design. That was like how I passed my time some days. Um, Because I was like, all right, this could probably be a useful skill. You know, and here's free time to do it getting unemployment it's like getting paid to do it so meet with will then yeah COVID happens and then we're just hanging around doing some work here and there we do a couple things in person um off the record (laughs) (laughs) and so then just snowballed and here we are today like yeah three years later what was what was the first conversation that will approached you it's like hey what do you think about coming on full-time uh, so again, Jack kind of alluded to it. We were working for free and at the time it didn't matter. We were getting unemployment. Yeah. So it kind of worked out for Will. 
Then there was that time where Will was kind of like, I don't know if we're going to be able to bring on all these people because he did have like probably like three or four interns at the time. Really? Yeah, just like kind of guys, you know, here and there doing stuff. And it was that phone call that Jack talked about where Will was like, hey, I don't know if we're going to be able to keep you guys. And my initial reaction was I was kind of pissed. Because I was like, this dude's not even going to call us individually to tell us that we're not going to be around. Yeah. In my head, I was like, I feel like I at least owe that. Yeah. And um, because forever, like, yes, Jack and I have known each other for forever, and we're like brothers. Yeah. And so everyone has kind of always been like, oh, like, if I show up somewhere, they're like, where's Jack? Or if Jack shows up somewhere, where's Garrett? Which is like just a natural thing when, like, you're boys and you – do everything together. And so Will, I guess, just was like, I'll just call them both. And I talked to Will. I was like, hey, like, if you're going to let us go, like, let us go, like, can I at least have my own conversation with you about it? Like, I feel like this is like a, it would be a learning experience for the both of us kind of thing. And that's what I'm thinking. And so Will and I get on the phone and talk, and it was a good conversation. Um, and I was like, hey, dude, like, I understand, like, what's going on. Um, Again, luckily, we're getting unemployment money. So, like, if you need work done, like, I can still do it. Like, that part I'm not worried about. I am weirdly fortunate to be getting unemployment during this COVID time. Just like, okay, like, blah, blah, blah. And I can't even remember the first podcast that was in person for me. But it was probably, like, podcasts, like, in the 40s. And we're on 254 now. Yeah, it feels like we've done a, a ton since then. Um, but yeah, so then it just kind of snowballed into that. And here we are, like, again, here yeah, we that's are. That's crazy, man. Yeah. That's awesome. So you kind of, like, took that similar route where you're just like, bro, I, like, I don't care. I don't care if it's for free. It is what it is. And I, I want to make a quick comment on that, dude, because that's one thing that I'm telling you right now that's so I admire you guys a lot for that because we've we've I've had conversations with a lot of local people where I'm from in Lakeland um, and we've had that same conversation with it because a couple of the guys are big time business owners there and they're some good friends of mine. And we talked about it like there are times, especially when you start a business wherever you're like, hey, I'm dedicated to this, this and that. There are times where you got to make that sacrifice where you're like, bro. Like, I don't care about right now. I care about being a part of this as a big picture in the future. Right. And I, I believe in what we're doing, you know, and that is next to impossible to find right now. Yo, no doubt. And it was, that's why I, I just wanted to give some, I'll give your guys' terms. I'll give some flowers there. Let's that's, go. That's unbelievably impressive. And yeah. I, I commend you guys a lot for that. So, um, but yeah, dude, so now you're, you're 200 episodes, 200 plus episodes in, right? And what would you say, like, when you first got on full time and things started kind of turning around and you're like, holy shit, this is it. Like, I'm this is my job now. Right. You know, what is what's kind of going through your headspace? Like, how are you feeling? Uh, It still was kind of like, um, I mean, it, it's one of those I still say it today. It's like, this is my job. Like, I'm I'm working, but we're like hanging out. Yeah, it's <laughs> I'm very lucky that it never feels like work. Even there's, even though there's long ass days sometimes, like it is like, it's, it's fun as shit. Yeah. Like I can't even lie. Um, I do remember thinking 
okay, this Will dude is fucking hilarious. Like, just keeping up, like, trying to keep up with him and, like, his energy was awesome because Will is super dedicated. Like, when he wants to learn something, he will figure it out and he'll do it and he will become a master of it. And then I remember the first time Taylor came around and being like, holy shit, there's Taylor. Like, I'm a Titans fan. And so thinking, like, oh, shit, like, what's up, dude? That's, <laughs> like, you're that's Taylor fucking Lamar. huge. Like, you're massive. That's that's Taylor Lewin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Louis Locks. But he, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, there were definitely times of, like, holy shit. Like, Mitch said it well, too. Is like, this is crazy. But, like, you got to kind of pinch yourself and, like, we're here to work. Like, at the end of the day, like, this is fucking cool. And I still think that with guests today. When we travel and do cool shit, I'm like, this is fucking tight. But at the end of the day, we're here to get this shit done. Like, we're here to work. Yeah, I feel you on that, dude. That's because I'm very lucky to have that kind of mindset. And it definitely comes from, like, how I was raised, my parents, and, like, what they do. And you just kind of, like, appreciate it in the front end, get back to work, and at the end, reflect on it and be like, that was tight. Yeah. See, shout out to the parents there. That's dope. Yeah. No, I agree with that. So. Dude, I, I got to tell you, it was like when we were, I was talking, when we were talking to Jack in the podcast and he, he embraces that mentality. He's like, we got to remember, you know, like we're all people. It's like this, yeah, this guy has done something really cool and we should acknowledge that. But at the end of the day, like we're all human beings. Absolutely. It's funny because like what I have to not necessarily agree, but I'm always, I'm in line with kind of like where you and Mitch are like, Jack, you're hundred percent right. We're all human beings and we've all done some pretty incredible shit. Some people have had the opportunity to get it blasted across the world yep. and people love them for it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like I still like, like, no doubt. You know what I mean? And it's just like, bro, that's him right there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're I mean? probably saying the same thing about us when we're in the room too. They're probably no. like, holy shit. Like, look at that normal dude right there. <laughs> <laughs> look at that average ass motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's cool. I mean, like my, again, being from here, my parents, my mom, and my stepdad have been in like entertainment and hospitality in Nashville for ever. Um, my mom was like the first event coordinator at what is now Bridgestone. So I grew up in that building since I could like walk till like the first probably 10 years of my life. So I saw backstage of everything. Like I remember when wrestling got ruined for me uh -huh. because I'm just walking around that building, Pete behind one of the curtains and they're out there rehearsing. And I was like, fuck is this yeah. yeah no that was um so i was one of the fortunate few that i went into like probably i'm like not gonna lie on camera probably 12 13 and i was like no that shit's real like oh, yeah. i believed it wholeheartedly absolutely you know what i mean like i went into high school thinking like bro stone cold beats these guys asses he yes he does like <laughs> yeah. he does whether they wrote the story for him that way he's still winning yes exactly but it was cool i mean again very lucky to grow up that way and kind of experience things that most yeah. people don't of you know you're backstage at an event um so you see the whole production like i'm, yeah. I'm young so i'm probably not like comprehending what's going on but understanding okay like this is really cool we're the people putting it on yeah so like I, I've, I've had that from a very like young age like that understanding and then my dad is a put your head down and work fucking hard dude which is I love the that. best of both worlds for yes. me um like it, it really is because 
you get the creative side from mom on how to work logistically to put on an event or whatever it is. And then you have the grinder mentality from my dad that is like, get out of my way. We're getting this shit done, whether you like it or not type stuff. So I never really saw it that way when I was younger, especially from my dad. Uh, Cause it felt like one of those like hard ass dads. But now when I'm older, I, I appreciate it a little bit. Um, yeah. I have three younger siblings and they're like six and seven years apart younger for me. So I definitely was like a test run for the parenting. Cause <laughs> now like, they're like, they'll like tell me stuff. I'm like, what? My ass would have been what? chewed out for that. Dog. But now I'm like, thank God. Cause it pays off so much for me. So, so yeah, dude. So now, like you said, we'll kind of kickstart it in. So what is your, what is your official role with Bussin? So that's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I wear a lot of different hats, um, which I love cause you know, again, it goes back to that. Hey, Will, this is what I like to do. And some of those things that I said to Will are now starting to happen. Live events. Merchandise is a big thing. I do all of our graphics. So thank God I taught myself graphics. There you go. Because I'm like, we're going to get video editors. There's going to be a need for that. So right now I do our graphics. I do uh, like communicate with Barstool on designing our merchandise, drops, all that kind of stuff. Um, coordinate our live events and our travel when we do our spring and fall tours. Um, so that bus that travels is my baby. You yeah. talk, we talked earlier about traveling with equipment and being nervous. Yeah. When that bus leaves, I am constantly like <laughs> saying, one, it better show up on time, yeah. which it is. Our, our guy, John, we've used for the last two years, and he is, he's like coming off the bench. Like he's like a bench player for busing. Yeah. Like he, yeah. So shout out to John. Like he is on time always, early always, takes care of the bus. Yeah. I mean, he drove our new bus. New bus, it's 1982. <laughs> <laughs> uh, new bus to where did he go first? I mean, he drove it maybe to Nebraska, which is a longest shit drive in a normal car. So yes. in a bus that goes 55 tops, like that was a haul. Broke down in Kentucky. And I was like, God damn it. Oh, it was Notre Dame. Because we had just landed in Chicago to drive. And he calls me. And everyone's in the car. Because if you guys watch bus and whenever we travel, I drive. Yes. Part of that is because I know I'll get us to A and B on time. <laughs> and now it's just become like a, hey, everyone knows. Like, we'll walk up to the car. And I'll kind of like slow down and watch and nobody goes to the driver's seat. And I'm like, all right, all right, this is mine. This is my role. <laughs> yeah. Man. So it's kind of nice because we're in new towns. Like I learned the area pretty well. But John, yeah, it gets like an hour out of town and that bus breaks down. And he calls me and everyone's in the car. What's up, John? John, what's up? And he's like, hey, guys, bad news. And I was like, <laughs> I knew this was coming. Thank God everyone can hear this. And he's like, yeah, I'm in Kentucky. and uh." I just had to pull, like, it just shut down. In my head, there's always that, like, what am I supposed to do now? Like, I'm so far away. Like, Nashville's at least close. I'm in Chicago. 
And so there is that point of like, what do I have to do? So that's, again, luckily one of those things I just feel like I got from my parents is problem solving. Like, and like when you have shit happen, when you're traveling, it's just like, all right, be calm. Yeah. What do we have to do to get this done? Even if it is a form of fake it till you make it, like, yeah. hey, we're going to do this to buy some time until I can actually have a solution. So that's a, another part of my job when we travel is, you know, making sure shit goes smooth. Yeah. What was the most challenging situation that you've encountered since you guys started doing the traveling? Uh, I can tell you my, my worst experience. And it was the first time we went to Notre Dame. We was for Notre Dame Clemson. Shane Gillis was there and we were going to record with Shane and I'm setting up in our Airbnb. And I'm like, holy shit, I did not pack the Zoom recorder to record audio. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> so I'm like panicking in the morning. And we're, luckily we were going back and forth on what time we do in the facility tour, what time we do in campus tour. Um, so in the back of my mind, I'm kind of like pushing for the later time. Or I'm kind of pushing for a time that's going to give me the most window to figure something out. Dude, was this the one where they were sitting on the couch? Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> the, like, so we had Shane on the bus. This was the second time we had Shane. And so I'm like, yeah. dude, what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm kind of going up to JP. I'm like, hey, this is the situation. I have found a guitar center that has one. Yeah. If y'all have to go do this and I got to split. Like I'm going to tell Will, I'm going to tell Will what happened, but I'm going to like, this will be, we're going to be fine. Yeah. So I just like always run shit by JP. I feel like, and he's like, yeah, that sounds fine. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. Hey, Will. <laughs> tell me, tell me JP's face right then. Like that half smile. No. He goes, yeah. Literally. It was like, he was like, Oh dang. He was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, I'm sure. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so that was a tough one, man. That was one where I was probably honestly just like scared because yeah. I didn't know. I was like, damn, like I'm already super OCD when we yeah. are packing our stuff. Like yes. I, it's funny again, like how I drive. People will like start to pack our road cases, but they kind of know just put it near it, and Garrett will like organize it. And so that's why I was kind of like, I don't mess these up. I just don't. And somehow, like, I just didn't grab the audio recorder. I, I feel you on that, dude. I, uh, not one where we've traveled to uh, Tennessee, but there was one where we flew out and we literally left the camera. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it happens, dude. It happens. So luckily, I ordered this one. And that was the thing is I was like, all right, I'm just going to. If I have to buy this, like, whatever I have to do to buy, like, yeah. buying this. So I find one. Luckily, it's on sale somehow. Like, the stars were aligning. Yeah. And I dropped them to do a facility tour or something. They had in-between time before Shane showed up. I was like, I'm going to go get this thing, and I'll be back. Luckily, go show up, get it, come back. We are able to run. And I never really asked Will about it. I just kind of was like... You know, here's the problem. I've I've solved it, so we're good. I just wanted to kind of take the accountability and ownership of, you know, 
if you're noticing I'm a little stressed, this is what's going on. So luckily it, it all worked out fine. And now I have a zoom recorder for myself. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. That, that, that was, that was definitely one where I was like, Oh no. Yeah. Cause I, yeah, I do kind of take pride in when we travel being like, all right, I at least am going to be able to get us from A to B know yeah. our schedule and you know, we're going to have a good time, but I don't have a problem being like, Hey, we got to leave. Yeah. Or like, Hey, we got to, you know, 20 minutes tops. So here's, here's everybody with Boston and you're kind of like that guy that's like, all right, come on guys, let's move, mm-hmm. let's move our asses. Yeah. I'm Luckily like they, they're, I have found a way of, you know, not making it like, Hey, we got to go. Like, yeah. it's, I don't know. There's definitely times where I'm like, Hey, you know, <laughs> We have somewhere to be, yeah. and they, they kind of get it. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, it's super easy. We have, like, the best crew. So what is your, what is your opinion, especially in, in the uh, bus and culture right now, on how much shit Mitch is getting? Like, because he's – let's be honest, dude. I'm going to tell you from my perspective, <laughs> six shots at 11 a.m. in, in – what were you guys in Vegas, yeah. right? I mean, that's impressive. <laughs> like, I don't know. I was – honestly so shocked he did it really yes when he said money talk oh that i mean that's a hundred percent what you have to say yeah and it was there was like stuff leading up to it because i don't know if you listened to our recent episode where we kind of talked about our fantasy football yes mishap i did hear about that That happened on that morning oh so everyone's kind of like no one's standing on business like We like this trade happened, blah, blah, blah. Bad fantasy football management by Kamish and one Taylor Lewan. Taylor bribed our commissioner. I'll just say that. (laughs) And so, like Jack kind of said, money talks. So Mitch goes, money talks. Yeah. Back at Taylor. And so that was kind of the backstory on that. But he was in an absolute blender that day. Yes. Because he kept coming up to me. He was like, am I good? And I'm like, you are fine. I was like, one thing you can't do is stop standing on business. Like, just keep pushing back. Like, yeah. it's going to make the bit funny. Like, if they actually get pissed, they'll let you know. Yeah. But when Will is like, dude, I can't believe you would do that. Like, we're about to record. You're the With head the cameras dude. cameras on. Yeah, you're yeah, a head so. dude. I'm like, Mitch, you got to be like, yeah. And if I mess, like, you know, own it. But, you know, follow, like, don't mess up kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> so I told him, we're walking into UFC, and he's like, yo, am I good? Like, I am in my head. I'm like, you're fine, dude. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm going to help you. Like, you're fine. Like, they're going to give you shit. You know how they are. Like, you can step wrong, and someone will be like, oh, really? That's how you're going to? Yeah. You just got to, like, roll with the punches with our crew sometimes. And Yeah. Again, that's one of my favorite parts about it. I I feel like just watching it too, man, because like obviously, dude, I've I've spent the better part of fifteen years in a locker room, you know. So it's like the the chirps are eighty percent of the interactions are usually probably some type of chirp or mm-hmm. you know just com- competitive that type of shit. Just getting a reaction. Like, that's it. Like it's like, hey, bro, took took that a little too seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um. I- <laughs> I could just see just hanging out in there, just like, 
like the we we had talked about it on Mitch's thing, like the way Vrabel just tears those two guys up. Oh yeah, and it's it's just like that's your environment, dude. That's that's honestly hilarious. It's cool for me because, like I said uh, earlier, is my siblings like I don't have any siblings that are close, like super close in age to me. Yeah. So I didn't really have any of that like brotherly, you know, giving each other shit mm-hmm. growing up. Yeah, exactly. Like the, you know, in a way, like I between my parents it's just me so at my mom's house it was just me and my dad's my three younger siblings are there so like when i would go there like we would mess around but then i'm six seven years older and so like when you try to do like the little brother like shoulder they're like hey dude don't hurt him yeah (laughs) i'm like y'all need to stop babying coleman i'm like oh yeah i forgot i'm like yeah six years older than you there you go so when i get around our crew it's it's so funny because it's it's some of those things where I'm like, okay, I didn't have this growing up. This is hilarious. Yeah. I had it a little bit like in the locker room, especially at Mars Hill. Like we had Canadian teammates that I've never laughed harder in my life. Yeah. They are so quick yeah. with just giving each other shit. And like, so that was, that was like the first time I really got in a culture where it was like, Hey, you gotta be ready to give it. Like if you're getting it, you got to be able to give it. I know, dude. Some of those guys come off quick. They're like insult Navy SEALs. Like no doubt, you just got twelve in the chamber for whatever you're throwing. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter. Yes, those it's. I mean, we all know like the average person can usually spit that back like one, two out of four or five times, and you're just like ready to lock. They need away. a little time too. Yes, yeah, but those those guys that have it like quick as shit, you're just like, bro, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be on the other end yeah. of that. So if now you guys have been on all kinds of trips, right? And you guys have done all kinds of fun shit, man. What would you say is like your top three most favorite trips that you have been on from your perspective? That's tough. Um, I'm trying to think of all of our like fall tour stops, spring tour. And you got a couple of years into that stuff now, too. Yeah. In the games and all. Yeah. The um, mm, this last year's Notre Dame weekend was pretty fun, um, especially once we got to like the tailgating stuff. I don't know. That was a fun weekend just because Shane and his boys are so funny. Caleb Presley was there. So again, it was just like our group already, plus Shane and his three or four friends and Caleb. So it was just like 20 dudes just again cutting it up having the best time like it was so much fun i don't know that might be like four honestly um man this is really hard i like when we get to go to a school and do a facility tour so like maybe i don't know man that's tough athens was cool I've been before when I was in college, but getting to see the facility, because they're kind of like, you know, this is going to be hilarious, but they're kind of like the little brother to Alabama. And so Ah. when you get to see their facility, you're like, oh, okay. Like, so ours must just be a little bit better at Alabama. So that was cool seeing all the, like the trophies, the guy gave us the tour, showed us their back-to-back rings, which is cool. Um, Their weight room's insane. Uh, so getting experience those is always cool. Nebraska is always a great time. Yeah. This past year's Boston Bowl is probably one right now. Really? Yeah, we it was good top to bottom. We got there. Um, 
you know, eat the good food that, you know, Will shows you all the good spots. We uh, actually didn't go, you know, we, we didn't go out long on Friday night. So we were crisp and ready for Saturday. Yeah. Which was nice because they had to do the Barstool show. Um, then went to the game on the field. Obviously, it was an absolute blowout because Michigan cheated. But um, it was a good time. Our live show was incredible. Like, yeah. whenever we have a good live show, I feel good. Yeah. So there, that's probably one right now. I'm trying to think of things that aren't like our fall tours and stuff. Super Bowl week last week is incredible. Oh, last year? Yeah. Bro, that was... That was watch, watching that from afar. I was like, bro, I would I would have given anything to just be a fly on the wall with all the people that walked through there and the people that you interacted with, like especially also my prejudice coming out being a big time Carolina fan. I know what you're gonna say, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude. Holy shit! I was like, he is cooler than he's, cool. He's the great white hope. Like, he is cooler than cool, no dude, doubt. It was it was so cool when we drafted him. I I knew from my perspective because like I have I have played and I have watched football religiously since I was like five. I have like breathed nothing but football. Yeah, right? it's like the one of the passions of my life. And when I saw the way he played at Stanford, I was like, that dude is going to be elite. And people yeah. are like talking about his size, and it's like, bro, it doesn't matter. He knows how to take a hit, but he's also tough as fuck. And his ability to cut and his direction movement. And read. You got to touch him to be able to hit him. That's the point. So I was like, it doesn't matter. Like he, no, is he? He's not gonna be eighty yard touchdowns every time he breaks one loose because he's not. He's not a four two street like right. guy. But he's that guy that is so hard to get a hold of. And everybody defenders always use the same fucking term. He's slippery. He's yeah, quick as fuck. So anyway, sorry, I'm going down a rant. No, yeah, <laughs> uh, trust me. He's so, one of the guys that we've met where I'm like, yo, like. You're like huge, but also so low key. Yeah. Cause he's not a me guy. Yeah. I feel like when he got in San Fran, he kind of got a little, you know, a little more swag to him, especially with like the way he like will flex after a play or talk a little bit. Yeah. He got a little swagger and it's confidence. Easy. It's yeah. easy to do that when you know for a fact you're going to win 12 games. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It's very easy. When you're in Carolina. No Cause I, dude, I'm telling you, I've, I, everywhere I've played, I've had what I've played 12, 14, no, 14, 14 seasons of football going all the way back to when you're a baby. Right. I played 14 seasons of football. I have one winning season and it sucks, bro. Like, and I, and yeah. I was, I was a good player, but like when you go in, when you go out in Carolina and you're not really sure, especially when Cam's no longer there and you don't have a quarterback. You're trying to see if shit works out with Baker Mayfield, who I'm going to tell you right now, be aggressive, just like Mitch was against Tony. He fucking sucked. Dude, I hate Baker. But either way, I'm not here to bitch about that. But <laughs> when, you, when you go in there and you're just like, 17-game season, we might win five. Every time you score. Yeah, give the ball to the ref and let's <laughs> yeah, like, let's get out. Give of the ball to the ref. We got more to do. It's like Austin Eckler down by forty two. Like, bro, that's a bad look, brother. I, it's so funny because in my head I'm like, dude, you look like a fool. People are getting their <laughs> ass know. kicked and they're like doing the CD Lamb like know, thing. I'm bro. like, you're getting smoked. But I also know in my head that if I just juke someone out of their shoes no matter what i'm probably gonna say something yeah it's just that competitive edge yeah so 
to to wrap up, I'm not going to go in that rant too long. But when you guys had him on, I was I was so shook um, when we dude we did not even get a first rounder for that trade. He is by far the best running back in the league, my opinion. Um, After Derrick Henry, I would see it again. We're going to change that. We're going to change that. So I would believe it or not. I'll go. I'll go. Uh, Derrick Henry at two. That's fair. I'll go Derrick Henry at two, and I would probably put like a Saquon at three, and then Christian one. But I digress. So, but when that happened, thank you. Um, when that happened, dude, I was very emotional. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Not even a first round pick, and he goes there, and you see him on the podcast, right? And you see him, he's like, "You, oh, you guys play? You know what are you gonna do when you play?" He's like, "We don't play him this year." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck, dude. He's going to go off for 500 all-purpose yards no and doubt. five tutties. No <laughs> doubt. No doubt. But continue on. We'll go back to the original. So the Super Bowl, definitely awesome for you guys. So now my order will go Super Bowl, most recent Boston Bowl in Nebraska. Third, uh, Austin, Texas was pretty fun. Yeah? Yeah. It was one of those trips where it was like, you know, it was just like the squad and you were just like, everything we did was just like funny. And so like, one of those weekends when you leave, you're like, my face hurts from laughing. Yeah. It was a good time. That's like, awesome. Like Will lost his wallet. Oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> so what? like, what happened was a there? Good time. <laughs> I don't even know. He might've just like set it down wherever we were and just like walked off. Um, but what's funny is JP was in Austin the following weekend for a bachelor trip, went to the restaurant and got Will's wallet. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it all worked out That's so i'll go those three um yeah i'm sure i'm missing some it's a good selection though. yeah i like it i like it so um now i want to uh, just kind of divert a little bit so now you've been you've been doing production and you've been doing like you said graphic design and i mean you've designed merch like you've done so much stuff right and obviously you have to love what you do like you've said before man but do you see yourself like do you look into the future and kind of say hey is this something that i'm going to do for the rest of my career like do i want to be at bus and for life as long as this brand stays you know active and going or have you ever kind of wandered off on the thought process like hey maybe i could start something of my own and kind of like build it from the ground up type thing yeah i mean that's i think you always have to be looking ahead and I'm a very curious person. So I'm, I'm always thinking like my mind never stops. Um, I think, yeah, it would be great to do something for yourself, but this is such a fun opportunity and I have to constantly remind myself that it's only the, like we're about to go in four years. Um, and so it's still so new. Yeah. Like we were, we grinded our asses off and got to be one of the top 10 sports podcasts. So it's hard to kind of think about yeah. walking away from that when you're, you're seeing the potential. Yeah. I think instead of doing something for myself in the near future, it would be more, um, you know, how do I continue to grow within Bussin? How do I, you know, take whatever growth comes those new opportunities, whether it is, um, you know, taking more control of our live events or, um, 
operations, coordinating, all that stuff. If we were to hire, you know, another graphic designer, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like just if you grow, you're gonna hire new people and levels will grow. So I think that right now is my main focus is keeping up with this growth and how do I adapt and change wherever need be to continue this thing? Because again, these guys they're good. Like sometimes, yeah, you're like racking your brain at like guys come on but they're really good and to remind myself that we're still very new um there's just a ton of possibilities and i'm very lucky to be able to like be in that world yeah and i think the the important part is another big reason why i've had such an ambition and a push like um because we met at lsu yep and um you realize like you know, Taylor and Will and, and being an NFL fan, like, love those guys. Like, I did, believe it or not, I did know Will Compton before Bless Me Bless. And when he was in Washington, and I was like, bro, he, he fucking, he lit it up. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying. So, so funny when he, I see that gif. <laughs> so, but like, he, he lit it up, bro. He took advantage of every moment he had, and he turned what probably should not have been a career into a great career. And Taylor being that, you know, he, Jack said it best, he made the offensive lineman position cool again. Yeah. Not to mention, he had the same personality on the field that I had. I love talking shit, but I would also say that outlandish stuff. Like, hey, you keep talking on this stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had a kid, what's so funny is we had a kid two years older than me on our lacrosse team in high school that yeah. he did that. And I remember being like, yo, that is so funny. Because in high school, kids are like, what the what? fuck? Yeah, dude. Like, oh, it didn't, dude. It didn't matter. I'll tell you what. When I was when I was playing ball, and I was I was very outgoing and like just that leader of our crew, dude. We rolled up on the fucking bus singing Alicia Keys. Like I didn't give a shit. Which right? song? Some people want it all. Okay, that was it. I'm telling you. Let's go. And they're yeah, let's go. But um, but what I was saying, it's like those guys are amazing. They're the face of the organization. But when you you guys have been. They love putting you on camera. They love putting you guys in your opinions and they want to insert that. And I think that's what creates the locker room's vibe. So they're doing a great job with that. Yeah. But you guys also know, like you, JP, Jack, Mitch, like, and um, I hate to say this. I keep forgetting the new. Steven. Steven, thank you. Steven, don't hate me for that. Um, I'm hoping you'll come on too. But like, you guys are not just these locker room guys that cut video and do this and that. Like, no, you guys are real fucking players. You're real producers. You're real badasses in this social media game and in this podcast game now. Thank like you. When, yeah, when you walk into a production, you can be like, no, bro. I, no, I, I, have, I built this. Yeah. Like, I had six teammates, and we built the shit out of this. Yeah. You know? So, like, and that was one of the biggest ambitions for me to love to sit down with you guys because a lot of people zero in on the mainstream story, but... To me, it was like, man, without without those pegs, bussing. I mean, who knows where it's at? Right. You know, who knows what it's doing? When I first got brought on, we were in a warehouse and ran off a generator. And I remember thinking, again, going probably back to my background and yeah. you know, growing up in the world of entertainment is, I can't believe we have fucking Derrick Henry sitting on this bus in an abandoned warehouse garage with a <laughs> generator 
Yeah. I'm like, this dude just rushed for 2,000 yards. Yeah. And so in my head, I'm like, we can be better than this. Like, yeah. What do we have to do to be better than this? And that's like, I think about those days because like, we had so many big names in a warehouse. When we told people, yeah, we're going to be at so-and-so at this address. It's behind the abandoned church in the shed in the back. You'll see some cars, but it's like, you're good. <laughs> yeah. And in my head, I'm like, yes to this. You're just saying okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it goes back to like, Will and Taylor like having, you know, their, what, what is the word I'm looking for? Like their, their notoriety and like their resume, like yeah, their people trust them. Like they're yeah. like, all right. Yeah. Like these are my dogs. Yeah. No, I love that dude. So, um, so with obviously, like you said, we'll, I want to kind of shift here too yep. i want to lighten the load let's go so <laughs> what would you say is you've had like you said so many different guests right and you've had a lot of comedians and i love the comedic world right like what would you say is a comedian that you haven't had on that you would love to bring on sometime um he is a comedian i'm gonna say adam divine like I know Jack said it, but like workaholics raised me. Like, yeah, it's one of those shows. Like, I feel like I know them and I would, I don't fangirl. Yeah. I would lose my shit around those dudes. Yeah. I know I would. Cause it's just one of those. I'm like, I've seen you so many times on my screen. Yeah. I know like lines to like each episode. Like it's one of those, like it's so ingrained, but those guys for sure. Adam would be hilarious if, if we're gonna go off of comedians yeah no i feel that though i had one scene particular in workaholics i actually can't repeat it um because she's sitting there yeah it's okay <laughs> but um no i remember that the only thing i'm i'm and this is not pushback the only thing that threw me off was his stand-up comedy was very different from his characters he played yeah for sure and that's why of, I, I feel like maybe that was a cop-out but I, to be honest, I'm I've never really been a huge like comedy person. Stand up? Yeah. Really? Sometimes I get secondhand embarrassment yeah. easily. And so Oh, you like put yourself in those shoes and you get that Yeah, kind of like thing? It, it, I don't know, like I can feel the energy of like, oh, maybe that was too far. Oh, like I freaking oh. love Shane's stand up, yeah. but there are some moments where I'm like, oh, like fuck. <laughs> can we fast forward? Because yeah. I don't want to laugh at it. Like it's yeah. it's either I don't want to laugh at it or I'm like, holy shit, dude. Like Yeah, no, I feel you, bro. Sometimes like I I love funny shit. Like yes. obviously everyone does. It's so good for us. But yeah, honestly, I've never been like a huge stand up guy. Stand up guy. I feel dude, I've I have aside from football and truthfully like honestly podcasting, and I've talked about it so many different times, like I have been like stand-up comedy probably would have been a thing that I would have ventured down. Cause I'm, I'm not afraid to try anything like, and I've dude, I've embarrassed myself so many times. So it's like, what's the difference going up in front of people? I don't know. Just looking like right. shit. So it's like, I, I would have, that's one thing. Like I fucking love stand-up comedy. See where I think I'm different is I, at first am a really reserved person. Yeah. Um, so I don't have that. Like, fuck it let's just see if how, <laughs> i don't have that and like yeah yeah it's 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 a it's just something i don't have like i definitely have to feel something out first before i 
can like really dip my toe in. I feel you. So now, now I'm going to hit you with the awesome question, right? I'm pretty sure you might know where this is going already. So I asked Jack and Mitch. <laughs> I asked Jack and Mitch previous question. And once again, I want to say this out loud. And I really hope Taylor acknowledges. I'm very proud of this question. Cause it kind of, you put, should be, it kind of put him in a blender for a couple weeks. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> I think he still thinks about it. <laughs> so, um, so obviously anybody that doesn't know, hasn't watched the other two original question. I asked, there are quite a few people that work on the bus at busting with the boys, all athletes, former athletes, the whole shebang. Can you rank the top three athletes on busting with the boys? And before you get into it, do you agree with any of the placement from Jack or Mitch? I don't. I kind of like one ear out the other when they went through their ranking. Okay. Um, this is, as they both said, really tough. Yeah. But I think if we're going off of how you laid it out of overall, overall, like not just physical you know, brute strength, athletic Mental, ability, hand-eye coordination, everything mental. That one will kick Taylor out. Um, <laughs> so I think, I don't think I'm like by far the best athlete, but I'm going to put myself at one. People forget that I was a collegiate athlete for one year. Um, and then Second, I'm going to put Mitch because okay. he also was a – actually, I'm going to put Jack at two. I'm going to say – Because I'm going for overall everything. You're going for overall everything. Okay. Like, Jack can, like, hit a golf ball 100 miles. Yeah. And, like, he's super athletic. And it's just one of those things where I'm like, what can you do, honestly? Yeah. Like, he just can, like, pick it up. He's a gamer. Like, he's just a backyard sport baller. Like, absolutely. Um, one of my favorite memories of playing lacrosse with Jack in high school was, like, any time we'd be on the field at the same time, it would just be, like, laughing. Like, what's up, bro? Like, <laughs> we're, like, the heat of battle yeah. in, like, a semifinal game, and I watched Jack like, catch one on the crease. No one's going to know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's lacrosse catch one on the crease and he turns to shoot and i watched this ball it was in slow motion watch this ball leave his stick and i'm like on his way through shooting re-catch re the ball stick a corner for us to go up in the semifinal really? game and i was just like holy shit insane <laughs> oh yeah i told him afterwards he was like are you serious i was like yeah like i was like holy fuck go 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 yeah that's like the one hand screen pick Dude, That's it insane. was so funny and so hype. So I'll put, again, me one, yeah. Jack two, and I'll probably put Mitch or Will three. Like, again, going overall, I've seen Mitch swing a golf club. It's not bad. I've seen Will swing a golf club, and he has asked me to help him. Because um, we got some golf beef that we have to figure out. Yeah, and I got to get my boy Will right when it's springtime. Like with, with Will, I'd like one day, I hope that Will and Taylor do come on one day, but his golf swing is ass. Which one? Will's. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he just, he has that baseball swing. Yes, exactly. And, like, and it's like coming up too high. 
and like chop him. Yeah, we're gonna get him straight because <laughs> again, Will and I got to go to war with this golf podcast. Yeah. Um. So me, Jack, Mitch. Damn. That's really tough. Do you have an honorable mention? JP. So you'd put JP <laughs> over Will. Overall sports, yeah. I've seen Will kick a soccer ball. Yeah. Okay. It's like with his toe. So essentially what you're – got to have fluidity. What like, you're saying is the, the two guys that have at least nine years in the league. One sport. One sport are not ranked even in the top four. That's what I needed. Let's get out of here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I needed too. No, the mentality thing is funny because Taylor and I go back and forth all the time. And then Will and I had an argument over, I'll ask you, what sport do you think is more, like, is, is harder mentally, wrestling or golf? Golf. Thank you. We yeah. can get out of here now. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no doubt. Like, I've wrestled. Um, I understand and, both sides, but yeah. I mean, Will and I are both on such opposite ends. To where it's, we act like we see the same, but yeah. I'm like, it's not dude. a competition though. To be honest, like again, no disrespect to wrestlers. I think if you really want, I could never do it. Yeah, like it, when I wrestled for, I wrestled for four weeks, and I did it once when I was like ten in some weird league. But in high school, four weeks they told me to because I was a football player, and they were like, "Hey, if you go wrestle, it's going to make you physically better." You know, at your position at defensive line. Right. So I was like, "All right." Let me try it. Conditioning, all of it. All that. And I, I, I was four weeks, and I was like, hey, listen, I gave it a shot. I'm not a bitch, but I fucking hate this. I don't like having, you know, some dude's nuts rubbing against my leg. Like, it's just an uncomfortable whole deal for me. I respect it. Athletes, fucking beasts. I get it. But at the same time, the mental, the mental fortitude in wrestling is you're constantly eyes open, strategy. And you do have to maintain confidence and you have to maintain that belief. Absolutely. The problem that when you compare it to golf, you can have a six shot lead and you four bogue, like four stroke, one hole, and your entire mental game is totally shattered. Screwed. It's shattered. And not only is it more difficult to not just get back into that particular round or that particular competition, your next four or five, you're thinking about that. Yep. And the even if you get back on track, you're still thinking about. That's it. the point. And then and then the hand-eye coordination in the instant of the swing and all that stuff. It's to me that's much more difficult, especially with the mental game, than it is like, you know, wrestling in the moment, looking for your opening. Like fuck, oh he got me there, and you just kind of keep going. Right. You know. So yeah, I would have to say golf. Yeah, I mean, again, I see both sides of it. I think wrestling is a different breed. Um, but as far as like the mental game, like it's just so hard and I've, I've lived it a little bit because yeah. I played high school golf and when you're that young, you're just like, you have no idea how to deal with that stuff. So like there would be times when like I would leave the golf course cause I'm like, I just can't mentally take yeah. this anymore. I'm done. And so, yeah, I mean, Go back the next day. Uh, yeah or later that <laughs> afternoon like yeah. i lived at the golf course in high school it was it's the best game i'm yeah. so glad that my dad got me in into it when i was young i'm glad i'm glad i got into it so i want to lead that wrestling into another one were you amazingly surprised the first time you ever saw will body taylor in wrestling considering the size difference 
yes and no. Will is an absolute fucking grinder. Yeah. Like Taylor's an absolute grinder. Yeah. Will just has that like, I don't care what it takes, I'm gonna beat you type thing. And he know again has you know the skill knows what to do but it was the one clip that is in our intro when you watch our episodes when they're kind of start pushing and mics start going i was like holy shit everything's about to be broken in here <laughs> like this bus is small that's when taylor went full chokehold yes yes i remember yes and so i don't know again i don't i think maybe taylor has one on will but will's got like wins the record it's so funny because I forget that they're only three, four years older than me. Yeah. I'm like, y'all are kids. <laughs> and it's so funny. Like, I love it so much because, yeah, when they start going at each other, I'm like, all right, hell yeah. You know what? You know what is really weird, dude? This is what kind of is like kind of funky for me. Dude, I just turned 35 two weeks ago. And, you Let's know, go. happy birthday. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. It's an old fuck. <laughs> but <laughs> I turned, I turned 30 in February and I'm, I'm okay with it. See, and it's kind of it's kind of weird because a lot of the <clears throat> a lot of the people that I'm going to interview like like we went to Vegas for a couple, we uh we are going to Boston for a couple and um we got a few uh, actually barstool rough and rowdy fighters that we're getting ready to Let's do. Let's go. Yeah, dude. So we did uh we actually that's, had That's smart. Yeah, it was dope. I'm like, dude, I'm trying to climb up this barstool ranking. That's that's a smart that's a good idea the marketing strategy good job so um but we did with uh brendan kelly he was he was the american ninja at the time he was a guy that was blasted on when rough and rowdy like seven or eight and he did a backflip in the middle of the first round like in the middle of the fight he like punched this dude in the corner and fucking did a backflip it was dope but um but all these guys i'm realizing i'm interviewing like holy fuck all these guys have gotten kind of a you know they went a little bit quicker and did things differently so I'm 35 getting into this game, like fucking grinded now. We're like trying to, you know, turn the wheels and we're having a good thing is we're having a lot of progress. People are responding good. So the content's good. That's phenomenal. But some of these guys are 25, 24, 28, 30 with massive followings and all this stuff. And when I sit down with these people, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I'm like a grandfather. That's dude. one thing that I like <laughs> it's so weird cuz I do work in social media and like yeah. all that, but there is such a poison on there too. Like that thing, like you can think like, dude, there's a 22-year-old and he's like rolling in it. And you like you can't, you know, compare or anything like that, but it is wild when you think like, damn, like what are they going to do? Yeah. For the rest of their life. (laughs) And you know what? You know, they like just hitting a huge peak and like what's going to happen. Yeah, like what are you going to do? Dude, the the other side of that too, I actually posted, um, well, I sent it off to be posted, but it was, we uh, did podcasts or we, what was it? It was like an event we did. It was the 2023 um, Beard and Mustache like championships. And we've been working with a company called Death Death Grip Wax and the owner named Levi. And he invited us down and we shot podcasts with all their sponsored guys they have. And the honestly, the fucking coolest thing, dude. It was. Really? Oh, dude. I it was, bet. It was sick, bro. You had like guys design their beards like houses on their face. Like it was, it was insane. I can grow a good beard and I actually just trimmed it last yeah. week, but it was like getting it, big. Yeah. And when I see some guys that have them that are long, 
yeah, braid it, like whatever it is. I'm like, yo, so I can't go four months and then I'm over it. Doug, we we have a vlog. It's gonna be when this comes out. It'll be a couple weeks before, but it's dropping next week, and you'll see it, bro. It's just like insane. But um, that'd be so funny. <laughs> but it's like it's honestly it's it was it was such a wild experience, like going and and doing all that stuff and seeing the different personalities and all that fun stuff. And you see, like you said, like you hit that stride like really really early sometimes, and it's. It's kind of like, bro, like, where do you go? Yeah. I mean, it's like Jelly Roll said, there's something beautiful about a, you know, mid thirties, upper thirties guy winning artist of the year, like, you know, newcomer of the year. I know. That like, is fucking dope, bro. Shout out Jelly. <laughs> so, um, so on the other end, man, like as you, as you guys have a bunch of stuff that you're going to be doing, obviously in the next spring and stuff like that, like. Well, what's your what's your plans for the Super Bowl? Are you guys going and doing a whole nother thing? We will be in Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, which that is a second home for us now. I've, it's so I've funny. Like that. while we're recording right now, Jack and Taylor are there for UFC two. What is this weekend? Two ninety six. Two ninety six. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're out there. Col yeah, Colby Covington and yeah, and I was the dude. Yeah, we got so in it'll be a good one. Um, so yeah, we'll be out there. Hopefully, you know, we can match last Super Bowl. Yeah. That was crazy. We had like eight guests. And one of them was Jeffrey Starr. I know. And that was the weirdest day of my life. <laughs> like, I was like, I forgot who we had right before him. Maybe it was Fred Warner, which a yeah. badass. Oh, like, yeah. That dude is also cool. It's cooler than cool. Yeah. Like, he was the man. And then Jeffrey Starr, like that whole afternoon with him. Wow. And then that night we went to Bert's show and then it was one of those, again, in the moment you're like, be cool. Yeah. But I got home and laid in bed and was like, what the hell just happened today? Yeah. Cause the next day was my birthday. Nice. And so the whole day I'm like, this is so fun. <laughs> like, this is so like, funny. Bro, like, bro, I love my life. Yeah. It was one of those, like just flying home. I'm like, man, how lucky. Dude, that's oh, now I, I caught back on. So there was someone who was going to say, like, when you guys hit Jeffree Star, I know you guys had to have massive amount of mixed reviews. And like, oh, yeah, I was telling what I was going to say on the other side is, dude, you have to be really you got to have some seriously thick skin. That was the video I posted earlier. You got to have some seriously thick skin because in in that podcast that we did with Death Grip, there was there was a, um, a military guy who went through a, a huge mental health struggle and he really changed his life and that type of thing. But when he's explaining what he did in the military, there were like there are telephone tough guys in the comments, like lighten him up all because he was in the military. And they're like, yeah, you're just, you know, this is and that. I don't want to say what they said, but yeah, I mean, it's when when you guys hit that podcast with Jeffree Star, like and a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, like a couple weeks later, like Will even said it. He's like, there were like 10,000 people that dropped us because of that. And it's like, well, we don't want you anyway. But yeah. how do you handle that type of stuff? Um. I am amazed by people every day. Yeah. They, there is so much negativity that people are, and obviously I know like, yeah, we had Jeffree Star on and most of it, 85, 90% of it was a bit and like playing the internet. But some people that take it so literal are just like, dude, I like, are you stressed? Like what's yeah, going on? Like, like it's i don't know it's tough i they always say don't read comments um so like i'll like peek at a couple but 
Yeah, some people that just get hung up on that stuff. I'm like, tomorrow you're going to have a new thing. Like, yeah. there's so much shit on the internet that you're probably doing the same thing on. Like, you just got to brush it off. Um, personally, I was just like, I don't know anything about this dude. Yeah. And so I was just kind of observing. So I got to tell you, when you guys did that. I'm not a really, like, opinionated person. Like, I don't. I feel you on that. I, I again, I'm like, you're very I'm like chilling. non-political. Yeah, I'm chilling. Like, you're like Taylor just, Heineke, polished. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Talk about another cool dude. Yeah, yeah. God, dude. Honestly, he I, was cool. That dude inspired me a lot when I heard his story. Like, he's on the couch. Fast forward like three, four weeks. Next thing you know, he's like, he's scoring three touchdowns, trying to win a playoff yeah. game against. I Tom got Brady. nervous when the Falcons put him in here against the Titans. I was like, no way, this dude's about to come back on our ass. No. <laughs> so like in that in that realm i gotta tell you too i was the same boat i did not i did not know who jeffree star was at all and then i you saw all the comments and the stuff with taylor and you're just like i had to ask i had to ask ash i was like what and she's like jeffree star and i was like oh, shit. oh yeah our friend group text all the girls in there were like oh my god ask him blah, blah, blah. Yeah. and i'm like Put my phone down. And, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, but that was something like you said, you don't, you don't have a big op- opinions on that. That was something we've actually preached a lot. We're, we have a little, well, I have a little bit more of an opinion. I can't speak for all of us, but it's, I think that when it comes to that stuff, like the world loves the idea of being a victim. And I think it's kind of pushed, it's pushed our society more instead of, being like what we've described earlier is like a grinder, like a, a Will Compton who came from, you know, this and that. And um, I use the magazine example because we're here, but right. um, but there's, you know, plenty others in the world that have done stuff like that. And instead of understanding that the adversity is what's going to shape the journey when you're done and you look back and realize, like, as long as you don't quit, like you're going to make it. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. Some people's paths will take two years to get. You know, some people will take 20. And yeah. You know, it is what it is. It's part of the game. It is what it is. Everybody has a different scenario. But instead of looking through those types of eyes, like, for some reason, it's, it's become cool to say, hey, I go through way more than you do. And that's the part that, because we've had a lot of conversations about that particular topic. And, I don't, and you don't have to give your opinion on it, but it's just that's something that we've talked about a lot and it, it honestly it pisses me off a little bit because it's like bro if you focused your energy on just trying to be positive right. yeah i think you know i think it's like a really important thing for people to be able to get their voice out like obviously sometimes when it's negative you're like God, like how i wish i could help you refocus this energy that yes. you have yep but it's super hard to tell people what to do, especially when they, it is one of those, like, I don't know what you're going through. Like, I don't, you know, that, that's just such a tough lane and it's tough with the world that we live in, especially now having access to everyone and each other on the internet. It's like, there are times where I'm like, I wish I grew up in a time without phones and all that. It seems so amazing. Like I hear about my parents talking about, yeah, like, you know, if we were meeting up, it was like, if you're not at the, you know, Wendy's by this time, you're getting left. You know where we're going. Yeah. You got to get yourself there. <laughs> so I think about that a lot. But like, I just think, you know, people are, have the right to like feel the way they feel. It's how we react to it. Correct. Yes. And if you can 
again, not take life so seriously, you'll, I think, see that we're all the same. Everyone is the same. There are days I wake up and I just want to rage. Like, I don't know what it is. So those are things that I continually, continuously work on myself. It's like, you know, sometimes I'll get worked up on an expectation. Like that one has been really key for me lately is like focusing, okay, like, yes, it's okay to have these high expectations, but also having a realistic, you know, approach to it. Um, Because I'll get so hung up sometimes, whether it's personal or work, where I'm like, we didn't do the best we could. I didn't do the best we could. Um, So trying to bring back those expectations, the intensity of it, um, and then just kind of being like, you know, be grateful for like being able to even have the opportunity to try new things to be able to have your own voice because you know it's important again to let people talk about how they feel their minds all that stuff but you gotta also like you can't have your own opinion about it like if if i'm like dude i really feel this way about something like you know the person across from me might be like well you're wrong i would like to think I'm not that kind of person where I'm like, you're wrong. It's just like, okay, like that's interesting. Again, I observe, like I'm, I'm not the first to jump into, you know, a stressful conversation. I feel you. I feel you on that. I like the observant part. So having gotten into this subject, why don't we dive into one of our segments, man? The uh, bad decisions make better stories. So is there something in your life where you have totally dropped the ball, completely fucked up, and then later down the road or even almost immediately, it's turned into a funny-ass story or something where you're just like, bro, that's the best thing that could have happened to me? Yeah. I um, I got the serious mode right now. Like, yeah. Kind of intense. A little backstory, <laughs> a, a quick backstory on where I will go with this. When I was at Mars Hill my freshman year in college, playing lacrosse. It was a liberal arts school. So when I transferred to Alabama, um, one credit transferred. So I was basically like starting over, which at the time I was like, this sucks. I already did English, math, all this shit that we've done for forever. I'm like, why do I have to do this again? Like if I'm in college, like I want to be taught something that's going to, you know, actually help with what I want to do. So I've never been a good student. <laughs> so when I got to Alabama, yeah. I had freedom. Like, again, being on a team at Marcel, like, you have some sort of schedule. You know, there's workout. Yeah. You eat as a team. You lift. Like, practice. Everything. And it's such a small school, kind of like what Mitch said, is every day was the exact same. I saw the same person on the same crack of the sidewalk at the same time every single day. Yeah. And that's, that really drove me, like, crazy. So that was kind of why I left. So when I got to Alabama, again, having all the freedom in the world, it was like, I don't know. Like, I didn't manage my time well. So there was an English class I was in that I was always just, you know, back and forth with the teacher. Garrett, why didn't you buy the book? Because I read this book in fifth grade, dude. Like, (laughs) Like, I'm 20 years old. Like, I'm not. I'm not doing this again. Like I was just like, people say like, if I don't know, there's like this thing when, you know, kids are really smart, they get bored. 
I'm not really smart, but I was bored. <laughs> so I was just so bored. I was like, I want to be in my major. And at the time I still was undecided. And my roommate in college is one of my best friends. Another like brother to me in this world is Justin Mancini. He works at Barstool, funny enough, yeah. on the events team. Um, but he was my roommate from New Jersey. Like immediate connection with this guy. So I was going back and forth coming home from class like, dude, this shit sucks. Yeah. Like, I hate this. I don't want to be at school. He's like, well, why don't you come to one of my classes instead of going to your like economics class? I was like, okay, uh, this is my third attempt at economics. So. <laughs> <laughs> so something's not clicking. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll go to your class. It was um, intro to film or something like that. Yeah. Went to his class. And we watched the movie Hustle and Flow. Great movie. Yeah. And we'd watch like 20 minutes at a time, stop it and talk about it. How did that make you feel? How they framed that shot? How the lighting was, the music, all this stuff. And I was like, yo, this is cool. I like this. And so that day, I don't know if Justin even knew this, but there was a quiz in that class that day. And I'm like, I'm not, I got nervous. I'm not even in this class. Like, <laughs> I'm about to take a test. Yeah. So take this quiz and I write on the top of the piece of paper, like, I'm not in this class, but I'm changing my major. Like, hope to see you next semester. Luckily, get that same teacher the following semester when I changed my major. Um, and he gave me that quiz back when it was that same time, which was really cool. That is, that is cool as shit. So that was one of those moments where I was like, damn, this like feels really good. Before I can get to that semester, I have this same English class that I talked about earlier, going back and forth. I did not like writing papers. So I would have people write papers for me. I got screwed over because you got to turn it into this stupid ass turnitin.com yeah. where they check for plagiarism. I get it. You don't want to copy and paste. But the people I paid to write my papers just copy paste <laughs> so the first time it we happened money and got screwed yeah the we first should, time it happened we should beat their ass yeah <laughs> if goes, i could yeah. even remember that person's name like again it was one of those like you want like 30 bucks and they were like 40 and you're out of deal i'm like okay um so the first time it happened like you know that's strike one like i got a strike from the dean of that college it was maybe like two weeks after and I did it again. So two strikes. And he told me in this first one, you do this again, you're expelled. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Do it again. I'm in there two weeks later, again, in this first semester at Alabama. So not only did I tell my parents, Hey, I don't want to play on my scholarship anymore. I want to go to a different school. I, in my first semester at Alabama, get in trouble on spring break, or I guess that's second semester. I'll save that part. <laughs> First semester, get in trouble for, you know, being a bad student. The dean expels me, and I go into complete, like, oh, shit. I've actually fucked up. Like, this is real. And I remember, like, shaking, leaving, and I called, I'm pretty sure I called Justin first, and was like, dude, I'm fucked. Like, I'm fucked. And I'm terrified to tell my parents. Finally tell my parents. And uh, that was 
one of those moments again where I was like, I got to tell my mom first. <laughs> because my dad, I'm scared to tell my dad. <laughs> so that was a really tough one. That next semester, I'm not in school. I get arrested. So my somehow going from being like a good kid growing up, like not a lot of trouble, playing sports, like getting the chance to go play sports in college, being like, eh, I don't want to do that, to getting expelled, to getting arrested. And I'm like, what have I done? Like, what have I done? And now, of course, like the first thing I did, just being immature, was like, well, I don't want to be at school anyways. So like maybe this yeah. was my sign to like, yeah. you know, I didn't want to be here. So like, I'll just go work, whatever. So that, that next year, that summer, I get an internship um, at Vector Management, which is on Music Row. It's a music management company. Because so I was like, I want to be in, inter- like, I want to work in entertainment. So I'm interning there. And about halfway through the summer, I'm like, yo, I got to go back to school. Like, and I don't have that option. So I emailed the dean and said, hey, I, uh, I like to Exactly. Here we go. Go down there to Tuscaloosa, walk in there, and I just black out. I couldn't tell you a single thing I said to that guy, but I came back to when he was like, you know what? I'm going to give you one more chance. And I was like, holy crap. Like, again, I'm shaking. And I'm like, you are not going to regret this. He's like, but you got to come see me once a month, like check in. I was like, no problem. Whatever you need. He's like, I also have a friend that, you know, needs uh, their apartment cleaned because it's an Airbnb, like after game day weekends. So I was like, whatever you need, dude. <laughs> I got you. Damn. So, again, got the second chance, which I'm forever grateful for because by the time I was able to re-enroll at Alabama, I was done with all those, you know, basic courses that you do the first two years before you get in your major. So I'm getting a fresh start going into my major, which has been super interesting to me. So I'm excited. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to mess this up. I'm not going to mess this up. And that first year back ended up like being on the Dean's list. And I was like, I'm not a good student. So when that happened, I was like, holy crap, dude, like (laughs) this is really cool. Like I'm the first Hargis to graduate college like in my family like my dad didn't go and so I'm like dude this is like okay I feel really good I'm getting confidence back and the next year uh same thing like crush my classes loving it so I guess to like answer the question it was really not taking um advantage and not being grateful for the things I had and kind of trying to be like tough about it. Like, oh, I don't want to be here. And then realizing like this job's not done. Like I'm, I'm not done here. Um, which I think now helps me now not take things for granted. But I also have to give a lot of credit to Justin, my roommate for uh, convincing me to go to his class, watch hustle and flow. Yeah. Like that's dope. Yeah. So it just clicked for me, man. Like it was, yeah, that's it a was, wild it was turnaround cool. story, bro. Dude, I was so scared. <laughs> I was so scared, man. Doug, 
blacked uh, out when I was like, listen, you can't <laughs> let me go home. Like, dude, I, at the further and further we go down the line, bro, you're going to realize it's funny, dude. Cause I've, I've probably, I've probably had about six or seven of those moments. Like I'm all, dude, I'm also a dumbass. And uh, I'm not gonna say also, I am. You are not a dumbass. <laughs> I've um, acted like a dumbass. But, <laughs> yeah, but for some odd reason, man, there was, I don't know what it was, but for there's a long period of years where I was just like, bro, you can't touch me. And I'm, I think what, I've been arrested five times. And it's all, it's nothing like terrible. It's just all dumb shit. Oh, you mine was I mean? literally, I got arrested on the beach without shoes or a shirt on. So they were just like Shit. getting, you know, they're just getting underage kids. Yeah. My friends were handcuffed together. That's how like not legit it was. Oh my God. So <laughs> like, come on, we'll merge in man. And we'll start to bring it, bring it home a little bit. Uh, so our last segment, I would do spice of the week sponsored by Joe's backyard smokehouse. Um, thank you, Joe. But Shout out as, Joe. there you go. As you know, uh, spice of the week. Tell us something that's happened in the last week or the last couple of weeks, whatever. That's kind of put that little bit higher up on the pedestal and the ideas for all you guys listening. Um, by the way, be sure to put your comments in there. We want you guys to drop the comment. What is your spice of the week? Cause we want to interact with you and we want to bring you guys into the conversation. So please go into the YouTube and drop the comments in there. Um, but what would you say is something that has lifted your week up or made it a little bit better? So it's not like uh, in the last week or two weeks, but in the last couple of months, my one of my older sisters um, had her second baby, and nice. he's a little boy. His name's Silver, and his older sister, my niece, is Goldie. And we have this is just another story, but our family has had ups, downs, in betweens, all this stuff, and. Since Silver has been born, it's just been one of those, like, bring everyone back together things, um, which is really awesome because I am not the first person to try and get everyone together, but inside, I'm like, this is really important to me. Like, yeah. it's like, I appreciate it so much, and I think it probably stems from, like, growing up of having two different households that I was between. And so when I, you just have that sense of, like, true family um it, it's just like i don't know it warms my heart but when he was born it was that like everyone kind of put their shit aside whatever it was and came like we're just like i don't know it's just like good vibes in the family um and so i i just that's probably the one thing that i can like pinpoint and it's been you know probably three or four months uh since he's been born but it's cool because now it's like the holidays and so I'm hosting everyone at my house for the holidays, which yeah. I'm like, yes and no. Because yeah. I don't get to just, like, leave, yeah, you know, know when yeah. I'm ready. So that's that'll be fun and interesting. But I don't know. There's just, like, those kind of moments where I'm like, I'm super lucky to just be, like, you know, happy and, like, doing cool things with work and, like, have a good family. And, like, you know, just it's one of those things where, I look in the mirror and I just like smile. I'm like, dude, no matter like how shitty some days can be, like, look how freaking lucky and the cool shit you get to do. Family's fucking awesome. Like, I don't know. It's that's probably the one thing for the spice. Um, and my other and like our other sister's about to have a baby too. So it's just like hype. 
Yeah. Like, I've never yeah. thought I'd like be getting hype over over a baby. Over like my siblings having kids, but yeah. I'm like, yo, Uncle G's about to ruin your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about to dominate. Yeah. <laughs> about to tell you so many things that are not real. <laughs> so <laughs> ironic, uh funny story. So Ash has a uh, a best friend who has two kids. And I am dude, I am the I am the television, almost like shameless dad, but actually like takes care of everyone. It's successful. Right. Um, but there was uh one of their, how Jackson, he was like, he was like five, maybe. No, he was like six or seven. Yeah. So, uh, I taught him and I was like, Hey, next time, like you make sure when you introduce yourself to people, you say uh, quack, quack, mother ducker. Right. <laughs> and yes, uh, dude. Yeah. So it's not, you're not going to be the one in trouble that dude. So grandma, their grandmother is picking him up from school. Mm. He's got this opens the back door. He hops in, he goes quack, quack, mother ducker. Right. <laughs> she immediately turns around. She's like, what? And he, yeah. He's like, yeah. Like he's happy. Yeah. About he's stoked. Right. Exactly. And she's like, who taught you that? It's uncle Mike. <laughs> he ratted you out. Oh, dude. In a heartbeat. God. Right. And it's from that point, it was legit, I think, 17 months since I saw them after that. You were, yeah, they it was told tough. you. Yeah. Hey. That is tough. In the, in the words of uh, what you hear from Taylor, it's a tough deal. Tough deal. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I'll say, dude, my spice of the week, honestly, and I'm always like really, really simplistic. And it's like the little things that kind of hit me and motivate me a little bit. Like, and, um, I actually had a couple lined up and, but last night took the cake. So we fly in bro. And for some odd reason, the last few times that we've flown, like, like we had a five and a half hour delay the first time that we flew here. And it's just like tough situations, all that last night, we roll in, check bags. We got through security and check bags and this is Orlando, bro. So the line is through the roof. We got through all of that. And the tram crossing to the gate, 15 minutes. What? Yes, dude. Like, we were in and out. <sighs> That's a dream. Dude, it was, it was insane. And, but we get food. I get, a, I get a coffee. Here's your boys addicted to caffeine. And we're chilling, right? They say, oh, the plane's delayed, right? Plane rolls up. We're about 30 minutes behind. Somehow we land at the same time we were supposed to land anyway dog and next thing you know like we're rolling off we get checked in we're having dinner and it's not even 10 o'clock and i'm sitting here like bro that was the smoothest that was the smoothest flight experience i've ever had those little victories are awesome dog like simply put they're awesome oh yeah we got home because a lot of times and i know you'll be able to test it sometimes when you go travel it's better especially if you get in late when you set up ahead of time right but when you have those long delays and you have the bullshit that you're dealing with, you get here and you're like, bro, fuck it. I'll just get up early and I'll do it. Yeah. Right. No, I was like, bro, we need to end it on a great night. Right. So I'm setting everything up the night before. I'm having a good time. We sit down, watch the other guys. Classic. Classic movie. movie. Right. And I'm just sitting here like it's like one in the morning and I'm not even tired. I'm like, bro. It was all that caffeine. That's probably true. But <laughs> see, part of me was like, bro, no, I'm just having a great fucking time. Yeah. 
And no, it was just, it was, that was the smoothest airport experience. So that by far was my spice of the week. And it made me feel so fucking good going into today. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, bro. Let's it go. So, it is, it is nice when you can like convince yourself, all right, at least just set this up. Yes. That's it. Cause then once you do it, you're like, oh, I'm halfway there. I might halfway, as well. I might as well, bro. Yeah. That's dope. So man, um, again, I can't thank you enough, dude. I've, I, I loved your story, man. And I, I think it's absolutely awesome. Like I said before, I think. You guys are some of the most creative, funny, awesome, like pegs to a really high quality brand. And it's been an absolute honor just having, you know, Mitch and then Jack before and then having you on. And obviously we're, we're going to have JP, but um, I can't thank you enough, man. This has been almost kind of a kind of a dream come true, being able to kind of slide your way into sitting down and talking with some guys who really kind of blown things away and just kind of fucking really develop themselves and being such a high quality in this podcast game and in this social media dude i appreciate it i um i am very happy to have done this like this is cool yeah. it's so weird being on the other side right? but it's cool because yeah. there's no pressure like again yeah. it's like we were talking about like everyone's just a normal dude yeah and like conversation is the best and yeah. I'll say like, you're good at this, dude. Like you can carry a conversation. Like it's, it's fun. When I was listening to the other guys, I was like, other guys, not the movie. Yeah. Um, when I was listening to them, I'm like, yo, like this is flowing so well. Like it almost made me nervous. Really? Yeah. So like I, I even this morning, JP texted me. He was like, what drink do you go with? I was like coffee. And then, uh, I was like, what drink do you go with? I won't spoil it. Um, and so I was like, dude, I think I'm a little nervous. He was like, you'll be fine. Like, it'll be fun. I was like, I like, it's like a fun nervous. Yeah. So again, thank you so much for having me. Everyone go subscribe because we all know that's how this thing yeah. keeps going. Yeah. Um, so yeah, dude, thank you a lot. Yeah, dude. My absolute pleasure, bro. Dude. Yes, sir. And man. we got a good one. Let's yes, go. We did. We got a pop on yeah, that, we bro. Did. That shit's dope. So Let's we're going to end bro. it on that note. You guys go subscribe. Love you guys. Hell yeah. With the pop.